So glimpse practices are short sentences, questions, images, um, short texts, which um, which trigger this little journey. And part of is for you to find certain glimpse practice practices which which do it for you. And there's not like one key. Yeah? So it's not I mean you're not going to find the one question which then for the rest of your life will do it. So it's you know you will you will need to make it rich. The different the different gestures you can make to to allow this journey to so it's sentences and words when it's questions these questions they are not about they are not questions which you're supposed to answer they are actually about making your mind stop Sam making Sam stop it's also for you important to find teachers who I mean it's a difference if I say this glimpse practice and someone who is resting more permanently in Rigpa but also the kind of relationship you, you have to that person. For some people, it's really helpful to receive pointing out instructions. This is also called pointing out instructions, pointing out Rigpa. You know, from a Lama on the throne and the whole, the whole show, yeah? like singing Kirtan before the teacher comes and lighting candles and kissing the feet of the guru and stuff like that. And for some people, because you need to really, at at one point, you need to let go and trust. You you really need to, I mean, you, you need to trust what is being transmitted more than anything what you think. And, and, and that needs, you know, because, you know, we are, no, we, we want to be self-reliant. We don't trust anyone. You know, they manipulate us and they want something from us and and we want troll and we want to protect ourselves. So this uh, so find you no know, just continue to receive this kind of teachings from different teachers. Because it's a big difference. I mean I the sentences I say uh, they are the same. I mean, it's not like Tsokshin, who knows what Rinpoche is saying different sentences. It's the same. But uh, the, 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 the setup and how ready you are, that is sometimes positively supported by the whole show around it. And for some people, it's it's good for me. You no, know, 
my introduction to to this came through Lama Sopa Rinpoche. So that was a really traditional Tibetan guru-disciple relationship, definitely on the throne. And the whole the whole show, you know, the whole Tibetan show. Extreme. Yeah. Uh, but then the stabilizing of it and the possibility to make it independent from the presence of Lama Sopa came th- in my life came through a completely different setting yeah. with a teacher called Peter Fenner. So that was more like a, I mean, like here, yeah? So it's just like, and uh, so no, no, no guru show and, you know, very like from, from friend to friend. More than, more, more. Uh, so try different possibility. What is it, what you need? And, and try different flavors and, and then, and, 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 and then slowly, slowly, it, this dawns on you. Probably it will be like that. There's very few people who have this bomb inside. For most people it's like 10, 20, 30 years of kind of slowly kind of seeping in. Yeah. So maybe I just continue to talk because um, I mean this is kind of meditation and, and the good thing is that you don't know it. <laughs> yeah? You don't know that this is a meditation and, 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 and sometimes sometimes this kind of non-meditation, knowing what's, what are we doing here now actually, it, it's helpful for, you know, just relaxing and, and uh, experiencing more spacious, experiencing more. So the glimpse practices, uh, if I would have done a meditation, I, I wanted to share with you a glimpse practice. And this practice, it's a, it's a question. Mm-hmm. That question is, what is here if there's no problem to solve? So, what is here if there's no problem to solve? What is here if there's no problem to solve? So, the, so then you, you just notice, so what happens when you, when you get that question? And if you notice that you go too much into blah, 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 I mean, there can be a bit of talk and, for example, yeah, all right, there's no problem actually to solve right now. Okay, it's true. There's no problem. So what is here then? There's no problem to solve. Yeah. So that, that kind of conversation is, is helpful. You know, these are, these are actually pointing out instructions by themselves, not instructions, they will arise more and more in daily life. So, for example, when, when something happens to me, I mean, which is all the time, you know, 
stuff are happening. It's very naturally for me at one point, and I'm not deciding to do it, that a question arises in me, what is aware? And, and it's like, what is aware? So the, in the, the kind of, this kind of little journey, and for me, what is aware always works. That does not mean if I ask this question when I experience anxiety, that the anxiety goes away. But I, sh- I, ma- I make a step. I make a back step word, a step word. Ste- no, I make a backward step. I make a backward step into that which is not afraid, which is never afraid. I make a back- backward step into that which is aware that I'm afraid. And then, and then when you ask me, yeah, but what is that? I can't say it. <coughs> I, I, I can't, I, I don't know it. The safest thing to say is almost like nothing. It's nothing. But of course, that's, I mean, that hurts my heart yeah, <laughs> to say nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because it's also everything. It contains everything. And it's one with everything. It pervades everything. It's actually the nature of everything. Actually, for to really dive into these teachings, you really need to let go of the materialistic worldview. So that's, that could be one way to start with. So if you are a materialist, so meaning you believe that there is a material world out there and that consciousness is created by the brain, then you, you need to do some serious research <laughs> into quantum <laughs> physics, into neuropsychology, into uh, non-propaganda uh, uh, mind science. Not the people who claim that they prove that consciousness is made in the brain, which is silly. And if you, if you, and there is, you know, Nobel Prize winner who, you know, you you can read Heisenberg or I don't know if he got a Nobel Prize, but he should have, or Niels Bohr or some someone. So. Uh, so th- this could be a good, uh, like a good, a good preparation to uh, to appreciate how important this little journey is into the nature of mind, because you discover the nature of everything. So what is here if there's nothing to do? What is here if there's nothing you need to understand? So that these are questions which can, which can give you some 
some relief, some space. The most used question uh, in this is, you know, from the Advaita Vedanta tradition, but also you use this question in, in the Tibetan tradition. And, and this is this question of what is aware? What is experiencing this? So now, of course, you have already put all the books about brain and what is experiencing this into the shelf. So what we are using is our own experience. We are not relying on, on books explaining consciousness. You don't need to read 800 volume of the philosophy of consciousness. No. You, you explore consciousness with the only means possible, and that's consciousness. And initially, so if you know this question, you, you don't know where to turn to, or um, you don't know with what, with what, you know, so you don't know where to look, or so what is aware. So, uh, but just you know, like every month, you know, once ask that question for the next ten years. Uh, and continue to explore. And at one point, at one point, you, you, your your mind will will be drawn into that journey, and it will do that journey when you hear that question. And you are not going to understand how this works. It's happening this little journey, but you have not figured out how. Like, okay, so I just do this and this and this, and then this journey. No, you, you have no clue. But somehow, because this is the end of seeking, this is the fulfillment we are seeking, our mind has this homing instinct. Our mind is drawn to home, is drawn to peace. And it will figure out how to do it, but you are not going to understand it. That's why there is not like in like in shamatha where you can really describe the journey one two three four five six seven nine and this is going to happen and this is what you do and and so on and it's it's not like that. It, it's not like that. And then there is also. Uh, getting to know. The spaciousness, this kind of spaciousness, uh, through uh, through teachings like this. So you don't un understand things, but and you maybe can't work with who is aware or what is aware. But uh, there's a certain quality, like a sweet presence, a sweet stillness. A peace, which uh, which you start to recognize uh, with other teachers as well. It's like you start to see, well, there's a, it's the same flavor, it's the same taste, and and 
so and 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 that also then confirms that wow yeah i i'm getting it i mean i'm getting it you know it's getting itself <laughs> yeah so it's yeah so wow this is the same it, it's the same it's the same as with lama sopa with you know with different tibetan masters with Advaita Vedanta teacher with Christian mystics, you just something in you recognizes and knows that that this is it. So in order for this transmission to happen, you don't need a fully enlightened master. And I'm not sure if there's anyone available on this planet anyway. I'm not sure. So, but that's not necessary. For most teachers, and all I ever met, maybe with the exception of Lama Sopa, uh, they are like us. They slide out in and out. They mess their life up. They make mistakes. They are clearly governed by their, still by their patterns and wounds and addictions. Yeah. Uh, but they also know this, and it comes through them. If you if you uh, hang around a certain teacher, and sometimes it's worth to do that for a few years. Huh? So to really, I mean, I was intensively working with Peter Fenner for six, seven years, or maybe eight years. Yeah. Uh, and I'm still kind of a bit in contact with him. Yeah. Um, so, you don't need to expect the teacher to be perfect. And if you know you start to, you know, if you come close to any teacher, at least, you know, it, from my experience, uh, and I have been around kind of so-called enlightened master or something like that, you will always recognize the the unenlightened aspects. Yeah. But that doesn't matter, because what they are talking from is, is not, at least when they talk about this, is, is, is not connected with this stuff. And it's the same in you. On that level, you're not different than the Dalai Lama. You're not different like, like Lama Sopa. On that level, it's the same. Namasopa, or the master, is not giving you anything you already have. It, it, it's, it's, you're not missing anything. In a pointing out instruction, you are pointed. In one way to put it is, Rigpa starts to awaken. Rigpa starts to be empowered. The Rigpa in you starts to resonate with the Rigpa 
of the transmission. And, and the other way is, the other way to say it, that you become aware of that which you already have. And it's so simple and so close that you don't notice it. Well, I have sometimes people, they, they, they say to me, well, after 10 years or something like this, they say to me, wow, I think you have completely changed. Suddenly I understand what you are talking about. <laughs> and then I say, no, I'm talking about the same thing. You know, I, I just recently read a trans. There's one, there's a transcript of one teaching I gave, 2012 in Copenhagen or uh, 2013, and I was just reading it. Usually, I don't like to look at my stuff, you know, because it's like, so I, I just read it, and I was so like, wow. <laughs> 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 I was like, I can, I mean, I, I wouldn't do it the same way exactly. But I realized, wow, I, I was already saying the same thing. I can, I can still sign this thing, you no? Know? And it's like, what is, like, not, no, 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 2004, 2003. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's where I start. So that's like uh, a long time ago. I was like a month for four years then or something like that. And I can still, well, yeah, not, not too bad. <laughs> uh, so, um, of course, to, um, to, to have this trust that this is where you should put all your cards on, the whole deck. you need to back it up. Yeah? So you need to read and you need to study the scripture. Like, so, yes, the Dalai Lama says it. Yes, Nagarjuna says it. Yes, yeah, so, so, because it feels, feels risky, yeah? To, to put your whole deck onto nothing. <laughs> yeah? uh, instead of, you know, progressing and and you know, getting somewhere and fame and, and stuff like that. So, uh, so be patient. I mean, it's okay if it's like uh, bye. If it's um, if it's number five on your priority list, it's it's fine. Yeah, that's fine. You know, family first or you know, health or something like that. That's okay. It, it will slowly come up. Uh, because health will fail and family will fail and career will fail uh, but you know it's fine for now it's fine so you can you can stay safe there yeah? also of course recognizing Rigpa in a more stable way does not mean that your life will, co will collapse not at all out of Rigpa only benefit arises You're not going to stop to 
do what you are here to do, this will become even more. What you will stop is what you do, what you are not supposed to do. What you do to waste time, that, that, that you will stop. But what brings you the biggest joy in your life to embody your calling, embody your purpose, that will, that will come more fearlessly because you give a shit about what other people think or if this will be successful or if you can live from this or something like this. You give a shit. So when, when, you, when you are with people who are, have a deep uh, embodiment, they, they were the most creative and the most uh, working, hard-working people I met. Hard, not hard-working. It's an effortlessly working, but to an extent which blows your mind. If you see someone like Lama Sopa. So it's not like, uh, oh, then I don't know what to do. Yes, you, you don't know now what to do. But but Rigpa, uh, with with the recognition of Rigpa, the intuition, no? one of the five Buddha wisdoms is uh, this intuition. What is the best to say? What is the best to do in this moment for the benefit of all? Something in you already knows that. So, it's um, it's it's a, it's it's tricky no it's a debatable in the different tradition if it's good to talk about it to give it a name like the no the Tao Te King refuses to give it a name he says no no name is it mm-hmm. yeah uh, also uh, in the Tibetan Buddhist tradition like in the Gluck tradition where I was trained, they they don't they, they don't go much there. So they 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 tell you only what you're not. And then they leave you there with nothing. Yeah? So that's what the Buddha did in the Heart Sutra. Not this, not that. Not this, not that. Yeah, but here, oh, no, there's also not not I, not Buddha. No. And it's just like, <gasps> and, so then, and then you stand on your last little carpet. <laughs> yes, it's something. Yeah, there's awareness. I am awareness. And then the Buddha, no. <laughs> and in one of the Prasnaparamita Sutras, it says, and the monks fainted and vomited blood. (laughs) Because he had just destroyed their spiritual career and their nice little attainments and their nice little understanding and it was all gone. Uh, So, yes. Uh, I think in the Heart Sutra it says, form is emptiness and emptiness is form. Mm -hmm. 
do, do you have time to go into how Rigpa relates to emptiness? Rigpa is emptiness. Rigpa is the emptiness of mind, of consciousness. Yeah? So part of the, the exploration of this is to get some intellectual understanding of emptiness. Because otherwise, you will make Rigpa into something. Something ultimate, you know? Something which exists. Uh, so, and that's the danger when we talk about the nature of mind or Rigpa and you give it certain characteristics, you, you make it into something. And when you make it into something, then it becomes something you can get. And also, you make it into something which you can, you can compare it, you can like, judge it. Oh, no, this is not Rigpa. Because Rigpa, they say Rigpa is uh, boundaryless and centerless. So, uh, yeah. So th that's that's why it's it it's a bit dangerous, uh, or yeah, dangerous to to talk about it because we get expectations and images, and uh, and uh, yeah. Mm. So it's kind of like when you said it, it's nothing and it's everything. Yes. Emptiness and its form. Yeah, yeah, that could be one short way. Uh, but we, right now, and I didn't get there tonight, but I will get there next time. Right now, I, I'm still in that provisional teaching of distinguishing Rigpa and Sam. Mm -hmm. in, and this is a provisional teaching. To kind of... Uh, so I emphasize a bit the difference between Rigpa and Sam, as if there is a difference. But they are neither the same, nor are they different. Listen to this. They are neither the same, Rigpa and Sam are neither the same, nor are they different. This is a pointing out instruction. This is a glimpse practice. Because for the dual mind, something is either the same or is different. These are the two options. So, if people say uh, Rigpa and uh, Sam are the same, no, kind of the everything is one, yeah, this is God, this moment is the same, then the Buddha would say, no, it's not the same. And then you would say, ah, they are different. <laughs> yes, they must be different. And the Buddha said, no, they are not different. Huh? I'll faint. Yeah, I faint, yeah. You faint. And, and you, can, you can recognize that in, in different traditions. Yeah? Like quite a lot of Ad Advaita Vedanta uh, teachers who, who transmit this experience, they have the tendency to make it too much into something. No, like resting as awareness, uh, you know, you are awareness. From the Buddhist point of view, that does not make sense because there's neither you nor is there awareness. It's empty. So now, when I say there's neither aware, there's no awareness, and you say, ah, there's no awareness, then I say, no. 
No, there is neither a self nor, nor is there not a self. That's the precise language of the Heart Sutra. It's very precise. There's neither a self nor is there not a self. Yeah, but either there is a self or there is no self. So, if you would, ta if you would say, and, and some tradition would say that, uh, there's no self to the Buddha. He would say, that's crap. Of course there's a self. And then you would say, yeah, wow, ah, there's a self. And then he says, no. <laughs> no, there's no self. The fact is, there's neither a self, nor is there not a self. So, and, and that is, so that can be a moment where the mind stops. Where the gap opens. And the experience of the gap is neither something nor nothing. The experience of the gap is neither something nor nothing. So sometimes I, I like to use the word nothing and then I say something like, I mean the special nothing. <laughs> I mean the Buddhist nothing. The nothing which is everything. Ah, so time is up. I wanted to throw in some descriptions of uh, uh, what from Jack Cornfield. Uh, I will do that next time. Uh, he calls it loving awareness. So loving awareness, and he kind of gives gives some some nice descriptions, which makes the e egoic process interested in it. Yeah, like wow, yeah, this is what I'm going for: peace love, creativity, relaxation, health, or mental stability. Yeah, so that's, wow, the ego, the ego processes. Yeah, that's, I'm going for that. Yeah? And uh, so, and then you're hooked. So then, then you're hooked. So, and that's, that's fine. I mean, sometimes you need to hook people by saying, no meditation will you will will make you more uh, you will make more money if you meditate <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that this is the main thing when they sell mindfulness to corporations mm -hmm. you know, people i mean big companies they, they buy mindfulness trainings and their intention is to make more money uh, and it works. Yeah. But then you have them. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then you start to start to destroy the companies from down. <laughs> they, they, they just bought a Trojan horse. <laughs> Okay, thank you very much. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. See you in two weeks and we will continue this.